Coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. The best food and live entertainment, of course, over the weekend right here at Howard's on Main. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll, Chris Cock, got the coach Dan Spivey in the house along with us. Glad to have you here for another exciting podcast to go along with it. We've got all kinds of fun to talk about, Chris. When you look at it, we got uh, the high school league making a decision. Uh, well, somewhat of a decision, I guess you would say, as we wait for realignment to come out this way. We'll give you details on that. Um, Durant Matebo. Uh, Matebo? Mateo <laughs> went ahead and uh, got his number retired. We'll give you a little more information on all of that. Throw that in there. Uh, as his jersey was retired, you've got uh, Lawrence uh, Native that's going to be hopefully transferring to the Gamecocks. You, you brought that out on uh, what Tuesday morning, I think you saw that. Good receiver. Good receiver, Stan. Yeah. 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 We had a privilege of calling some of his games, and like I said, He's a real, McGowan's a really good kid. I think he's a good student as well. So we're, we're lucky to get that kid. Yep. And then you've got um, uh, some Hall of Famers uh, that are going to go into the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame. There's 10 names that are on there. So we'll mention a few of those guys to go along with it. And then, um, uh, you know, we got a lot of basketball that took place earlier this week as they had finals that are going through and getting ready for coming up this week. Um, so we'll dive into the basketball a little bit here uh, as well over the course of this next hour or so. And then we've got um, all kinds of bowl games that are going to get started here on Saturday. And uh, you, you made mention on Monday that we're going to go down through, and and you had me make my pick. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get on, We'll get him to do it on air. So. You know, there's a reason they took me out of the pickums on the, in the newspaper. So, <laughs> okay. I always did well until we got into the uh, started adding in the the, the points. I think and we things. just need to number them like one through what well, that's forty two bowls, so there's that'd be eighty four teams. So just go. I'll pick team one in this one, team three in this one, team four in that one, and team. Don't look at the teams. Just pick the numbers and then go back and see who it is because <laughs> you'll probably have just as good a luck with with this portal thing. And every time you look up, you think, well, I'm going to pick this team. Oh, well, Lord have mercy. His quarterback's gone. The, the wide receiver's gone. Oh, the coach left to go here. And, I lost the assistant. Yeah, assistant's gone here. And, but like I said, I, I I know you're still excited. Yeah, I know you 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 and I are not poorly in our guys at all. But Georgia Southern Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I know you're still excited to see Georgia yep. Southern there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that, that what that does to Myrtle Beach as a whole, yeah. economy wise. Did you see the the economy numbers that just having Deion Sanders has brought to Colorado this past year? The numbers are staggering. Now here's the thing. <laughs> Are we sure that it's just that Deion Sanders just being in Colorado that brought that kind of economy? Now, you can go by ticket sales. Yeah. I do agree with that. But, I mean, when you're in Colorado, I mean, that's ski country and everything else. I don't think one guy, Prom Ego especially, is what brought all that money in, but he was accredited with it. And henceforth, he's picked up some more portal waves. So he's looking for a quarterback. He's looking for some running backs. He's looking for some players. Looking for an offensive line. He's looking for it. Well, I hope we are too. I can't. I Prime. I can't. I can't touch him with that one. But like I said, I was just stunning to see the numbers that they threw out only because of Deion Sanders being the head coach of Colorado. I just don't agree with it. But anyway, I'm not saying he didn't bring a lot of lot of uh, ticket sales to it. But it, I don't think it increased the the economy in the area to no twenty something to million dollars just because mm-hmm. he was there. So. All right, well, we'll dive into the college aspect here in a few moments. But first, let's go through the uh, high school aspect of it. The uh, Shrine Bowl is going to get underway this coming Saturday, 1 o'clock uh, up there at Spartanburg High School. It's the uh, 
It's for a good cause. Over $75 million has been donated. Of course, all the proceeds from this game ends up going to the Shriners Hospital uh, over there in, in Spartanburg along with that. And um, you have the seniors, the best uh, from North Carolina, taking on the seniors, best from South Carolina that are uh, going to be playing each other. And, and this one's always fun. What intrigues me the most, particularly for North Carolina, is their quarterback. And, and you and I saw it on TV. He was in the 4A game, and they absolutely totally dismantled the other team. And that was Tyler Bulge from Weddington and what he was able to do, the poise that he had, and the accuracy, I think, impressed me more than anything else. That I'm, I'm telling you, that – that was supposed to be the other way around, man. And the way that t- the game turned out was totally the opposite of what they told me about. I don't follow North Carolina football like I should. But uh, like I said, yeah, that kid is a star. And I'm sure he's probably already committed somewhere. And But, yeah, the numbers he just put up in a championship game and now he's in a in the Shrine Bowl is going to be tough. And that's where we've had trouble in the past couple of years is shutting down a quarterback or, or an offensive star like North Carolina's been having. And I think defensively this year we've got to do it. So... And for South Carolina from Crestwood at quarterback, you got Javion Martin, who is more of a dual threat, more of a runner than he is a passer. Um, but he does have uh, some pretty good passing numbers. Where South Carolina is going to win, I think, here is going to be at the running back spot. You've got Dunbar from Midland Valley. You've got uh, Reeder from Christchurch. Um, and then from Northwestern, you throw in uh, Richardson on top of all of that. There, and, and you've got three – dynamic running backs. I was going to say Turbo and who we've seen a lot of and, and I, you know the the thing on the CSR side is that they're excited because Trayvon Dunbar is going to he's going to actually play with another quarterback that runs the ball mm-hmm. and then you throw a reader in the back him up and then you, you, know, you take a Richardson and, and that's why we win. You're right. I think that's why we will have the advantage in the game. It's not necessarily throwing the ball but getting the, the speedsters like Turbo and like Trayvon Dunbar and, and Reader. Those guys are quick if they can catch the edge, and we know this line's going to be pretty good. And a lot of people are going to be focused on Avery McFadden and the Braylon Stanley matchup uh, at at wide receiver. And you, I mean, you've got two really dynamic um, wide receivers that are going to be out there that that go up and they win the fifty fifty ball. They do, and that, that's why you need a quarterback. You know, your job's. I won't say easy; it's fairly simple though. You just get up there and let them bring it down. Braylon Stanley is one of those guys that. His numbers for this year has been crazy. And uh, like I said, his interview was yesterday. I got to watch the, the, the interview with him and when he signed his letter of intent to go to Knoxville. And uh, that's big praise coming from the Peachfields. So looking forward to see how he plays in, in what we call our, our big game, our all-star game in the Shrine Bowl. You think there's a this, – this, this, everything is shaping up right now to be more offensive for both of these teams. Whoever has the better defense probably ends up winning. Whoever gets the most stops, I would say. Not going to be necessarily turnovers as much as it is going to be getting them three and out. And that's the key. I mean, the past two years, it's been that the sand lappers on that defense that have that have won. And I think what we got to do is defense, we got to shut. I'm going to tell you right now, if we can't cut the Whittington kid down or shut him down, we're in trouble. Because like I said, that he, he makes – 80% of his passes, and I mean, they're on a rope. I mean, just great throws. Their defense has got to step up for both teams. I, I still think offensively we probably got the advantage on, on our side of it, but we're just going to have to go out and play perfect ball. No turnovers. I mean, you can't make turnovers in an all-star game or Shrine Bowl and, and try to win this one. Yep. So 1 o'clock is when this game gets underway, Saturday up there at Spartanburg High School. And uh, it is going to be on my TV, so you'll be able to turn over to, I think it's 505 on WCTEL. Um, West Tail Fiber is where you'll find it. Uh, 
as was not actually on 40 on, on the Fiber Channel um, to go along with it. But you will be able to see that game. Best thing, though, if you can, get up there and see it because the proceeds from the game oh, all yeah. go back over to the Shriners Hospital, 100%. Of it goes back to the and they do it like I said. That's a wonderful cause <laughs> there. You saying you let you heard me let him. I let him in decent where it was right. Yeah. He said his house right my house, so he's got the new the new oven pizza oven. We gonna get to try it out. And hey, anybody <laughs> is near there, come on over, man. Tom Care is having a shrine bowl party. We're gonna have a really good time. But yeah, that's I'm glad you said that because I saw it last night on TV that it was. You know, I had to watch the state championship games on ETV. Mm-hmm. This year, North Carolina and South Carolina, it wasn't on my 40. So I may be watching on that again because, like I said, my my 40 is more into college basketball right now. But, like I said, it should be a really good game. And, it, you know, definitely if you could get out and go to it, support it, man. It's another one of those games to get out and support the players and support the charities that it goes to. All right. Um, uh, coaching searches, as long <laughs> as we're talking about uh, South Carolina high school football. And we're going we're gonna to get into the uh, league here in just a moment. But we've got, uh, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 teams that are um, have new coach or looking for new coaches, and three of them have been filled. Uh, the latest one uh, that we know of was um, – uh, Stahl ended up going with Kenneth Freeman from Ashley Ridge. The defensive coordinator over there is the new uh, uh, head coach. And then Wando, they went ahead, and uh, Isa Perrin from Stanford, the offensive coordinator there, is going to take the place of uh, Ricardo Adrian. And uh, Fort Dorchester was probably the first team um, that went ahead and found a new coach, uh, uh, Sean Lorenzo from Lake Howell, Florida. Um, he's got like 24 years of coaching experience down there. He's only been with two teams yeah. um, as well. But he's going to take over for Fort Dorchester. And and if if you know, he can turn that team around as quickly as he did, um, you know, Somerville may be fighting for players here once again. You know, you were talking about the, the coach that went from Stratford to Wando. Um, what, what impressed me is – when you see it, you look him up, and this guy went to Timberland, and he played for the legendary coach that was at Timberland, and then he coached at Timberland. And I like what he said. He says, we're going into the Mount Pleasant area. He says, and it's, I'm going to be a little strange about it because I'm a black man in Mount Pleasant, but it's not going to be you coming into my school and get my players anymore. He said, as a head coach, the first thing I've got to do is make sure the doors stay locked and them other coaches ain't coming in that school. And he said, I'm shutting it down as of right now, as the day I sign my name as head coach. Don't know if he's AD or not. I don't know how that situation works. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like Stan Hoot, they have their own AD. Yeah. But that's a big hire to me to recognize the fact that Lucy Beckham, Oceanside Collegiate, uh, there's one more down there. And then you have the other schools around them that they play with, James Island, the rest of those. I'm, putting, I'm shutting my gates. I'm, I'm building my wall. And for him to say that and say that we're going to shut it down, I'm getting school, the players out of my school. One thing you got to realize, Tom, if he does that, that's the biggest high school in the state of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, if he shuts but, it down. So. And, and in the same respect, when was the last time you remember Wando High School even being in Not football. the playoffs <laughs> in football? Never. You got a pretty I mean, big and, band. I know and, they've, and, they, and you're talking about student population being the largest in the state. You should have enough athletes. And I don't care if they <laughs> – playing baseball and running track and swimming and diving and tennis and all that other. You still got enough kids and enough good athletes to put a quality football team on the field that should be competitive and winning. And I don't ever remember. I don't. I, I mean, somebody pull up the record books and let's look back at the last. If, has Wando ever won 
No. A state championship in football. I can tell you no on that one because, like I said, you lived in there for a while. But um, it was you always know. Somerville, and then you had Ashley Ridge. Yeah, I mean, there's so Fort many Fort D came others. in. Yeah. So, it's that's come and, – and I, I believe you're going to see a lot more coaches at the high school level trying to do that. Uh, now, as Tom Carroll will tell you, that's the swimming school now. And they have their own – Aquatic center, basically, in their Pretty backyard. It's like a couple blocks away. Which is beautiful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Uh, other teams uh, that are looking for coaches, Bishop England. Uh, this surprised me. John Canty, after, what, 20 years? Yeah. Something like that, uh, finally steps down at Bishop England. Um, Chad I Lee wonder Park. if the plus three changed that. Made up his mind to go ahead and <laughs> It probably back. did, Stan. I mean, it in all have. seriousness, yeah. It may have. But uh, Chad Lee Parp is the new um should we say the athletic director for District 1 in Lexington? Is Lexington, that right? Yeah. That's the perfect name because yeah. that's what David Bennett was, the yeah, AD yeah. for Lexington 1. Yeah. So uh, he, he steps down from Gilbert. So Gilbert's now on the search. you got um, Great Falls looking for a new coach. Lawrence Daryl Smith, we know, uh, was let go at the beginning of the month. Um, Lugoff Elgin's looking for one. Scott Branch, St. John's. you got uh, Union County. Brian Thompson, um, we are told, was let go this at week. the beginning of this month, uh, uh, this week as well. And then uh, uh, Rodney Mooney steps down from Wilson um, after the season was over. So those are schools still looking for head coaches. And I'm sure we're going to see some more. Over they're, the yeah, they're just and that's the schools in there that have a rich football history that uh, have kind of fallen on hard times of late. And they want to get back. So you better be ready if you're going into one of those schools to coach. You I think about Wilson being – I can remember back when I was in high school, Wilson was – I didn't remember South Lawrence. I didn't remember – I mean, uh, the other Wilson school. Wilson Hall was big when yeah, we Wilson were in Hall. school. Yeah, that's, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm all the way – I know Wilson's in Florence. I do know that. But, but then yeah. you look Wilson back at, at Union and what they have done in the past, you know, and it's been probably 10 years since Union had – any kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. They so might go back to Tannehill. They might. The days. Might pick up the phone and call him. <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Dunn, we, we, all right, we've been in how long, how long is the Lawrence job? We've had the, the nominees that we've had. Has it been two weeks maybe? Or has two, it been longer? Two and, uh, two and a half. It hasn't been that long. Like that, yeah. So, I mean, their search is – they're going to do like everybody else. They're going to wait. They're going to take that best name. And if that name's not – like I said, if it's not somebody on there they want, they're going to go out and call and say, hey, we do have an opening here, and we have looked at your resume. And so, I, I'm just I – the question was going to be, you got a couple of big names in it already. They haven't jumped on any of the big names yet. So, that kind of tells you they're looking maybe – I mean, how I want to phrase this. Maybe for reputation, maybe for mm-hmm. integrity, that kind of thing. Um, but – I think this is probably a big hire for them. Stan would know better than I would because, like I said, Stan's got well, family over there. But, I mean, I, this is a much-needed hire, and it's got to be one that they can move from. You don't just hire somebody and fire them next year, too. I mean, that's why I was kind of maybe thinking that Coach Smith might get another year maybe out of it. But, uh, like I said, evidently, you know, from the time he took over Coach Liner, he hadn't done what they wanted. And you understand how people are, how winning is everything. And so – those are some big jobs. I mean, seriously, the largest job to me There's being be some big ones. that big of a four-year school, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's the one that's most intriguing to me out of all of these. I mean, you know, the Wando, you figure hopefully he can turn that thing around. Wilson, it seems like every other every year other they've year. got a new coach. Uh, and, and you know, uh, Tom Butler was one of those um, about ten years ago. See, I forgot that. I had forgot about Coach Butler yeah. being there. Yeah. <clears throat> in the process. So, uh, with that being said, the South Carolina High School League went ahead and met Tuesday. 
I'm going to let you explain it because I had to ask yeah, you. All right. So. Um, basically what happened is they came in, uh, they went ahead and uh, went through the pleasantries of the beginning of the meeting, then they went into executive session to discuss the South Carolina High School League's realignment for the 24-25 school year um, as it gets ready to just, you know start coming around. Um, and then they came out uh, and basically said, well, here's what the parameters are going to be for the league and the members as far as reclassification goes, um, according to the realignment committee. Okay, now they haven't put schools into these classifications as of yet, but they basically come out and said that um, 1A will be at least 42 schools, no more than 50. You've got... Class 2A will have 36 schools, no more than 44 schools. Class 3A will have 30, 38 schools, but no more than 56. Class 4A will have uh, 36 school or 38 schools, but no more than 46. And then for the Class 5A, you'll have 52 schools, but no more than 60. Now, the reason that number is so much higher than all the others, they've also decided that they're going to have two state champions, um, two state championships, for the 5A level. So it's taking us back um, eight to ten years ago, maybe a little less than that, uh, where we went back to the big 16 versus the the little 32 as far as the 5A standards went or the 4A standards went. It was 4A back then. Well, well, and two, it, it takes you back to the, which hadn't been that long ago, where you had a, a big 1A and a small 1A or there were two classifications in one A yeah. ball. Yeah, there was where they too. had two state championships. So this is nothing new. It has been done before, just not at yeah, the get, higher level. You get you get more games. Yeah, that you get to go and watch, which will be nice. And um, it's going to shorten that time frame in between schools uh, championships, uh, so that South Carolina High School League may not be able to brush everybody out as quickly. So you maybe get to see a few more games without uh, being charged twice, three, four, five times. But they've also taken into consideration uh, geography and travel. That's going to be considered um, in making these classifications. And the regions, here's the big thing, going to be composed of six or eight teams unless an odd number prohibits that same. So with that being said, you know, if it's uh, six or eight schools, uh, will be more possible than, say, a seven or a five to go along with that. And, um, you know, realignment's still going to happen every two years. Uh, you got to give, you know, the level-up competition uh, factor that, that plus three is going to be thrown in there to go along with it. And they're taking the, the realignment now, that 45-day enrollment uh, number, and they're starting to put schools into all of these. So uh, with that being said, is a possibility that Greenwood could possibly move up into that 5A? Because we were on the lower part of it two years ago. Two years ago. And we got moved down to the 4A from the 5A ranks. So, Yeah, we would definitely be probably considered a big 4A, as we, you like to say, like the old 16 days. But, but if you're going to move the, you know, to 60 schools, yeah. or even 52. Yeah, but, but how many, going back to the competitive committee, how many 4A schools are going to be moved into 5A because of the recruitment of players? Yeah, that's true. And and the same thing's going to happen in 1A, 2A, 3A. You know, everybody moving up. Uh, when you take the schools just so here then, in the lane. And, the, and then the ones that were, say, well, like a Greenwood. Greenwood may be on that cusp of being 5A numbers-wise, but Greenville may jump them due to, re, to the 
to plus three, three to numbers, one. Yeah. So that puts Greenville in the five A and leaves Greenwood in the four A. You know, so that dividing line is going to be interesting to see how how it actually shakes out right. with with this plus three thing. But and we can also uh, actually see Emerald possibly in the four A ranks. ranks. Yeah, so they could be moving up as well. You could. I mean, like I said, you you can still continue to hear it, whether it's going to happen or not. You still hearing that that that's going to be the the ninth grade school over there anyway. So. I, when I saw it, I just – and here's another question for you because, you know, I I got a little political experience. But on the agenda, was it were, – were they ever scheduled to go to executive session? Because you just can't go to executive session. It was on the agenda. Okay, so I mean, they they, yeah. they were legal. I want to make sure they were legal yeah. for one because I didn't want to get Jerome <laughs> in no trouble. But you're talking about so. Emerald going <laughs> to possibly 4A? Have you been by the school lately? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the press box is down. <laughs> the, press, the old press it's box gone. is gone. I was like, gone. oh, I wish I had a piece of that. Yeah. That would have been great history. It, it would have been. And it, it's, it's somewhere, Tom Garrow. Somebody's going to put it. It's, so, it's in the landfill somewhere. You don't think they saved a little piece of it to put in the gym or in the trophy case? I mean, it's gone. And, uh, I saved so the window for Stan. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Y'all should have had most. You know, they should have gave y'all a memento because y'all did the games over that there. construction so. will it's probably getting started now. The construction on the new entrance is already there. You yep. can see the baseball. Looks pretty good. Press box so going up. So a lot going on over there. They're, they're getting ready for that four-way jump, <laughs> <laughs> whether it happens or not. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun to watch and see. And, and then you've got Abbeville in 96 who – uh, if you listen to the coaches there, they're all saying that they're going to end up moving down to 1A as a possibility. But that was before, you know, the 3-1 three, three three one one. came yeah, along. Yeah. So, um, you know, and we know there aren't those kind of situations. I mean, you got to go a long way <laughs> yeah. in, in these two schools to, to, to have that happen. Um, so there's a possibility that they may end up in the 1A ranks. I mean, they could. I mean, I, we thought about that for 96 for a while now. That, would that be a bad move for, for that as a school as a whole to be competitive again? Um, and, and like I said, Christchurch, South Christian, they all were in 1A. Well, when 90, Abbeville was down. 96 so. may still be there, but uh, with that new, what is it, four or 500 resident yeah. subdivision that's being proposed, that will be in the 96 school district. Oh. <laughs> they may not be there long. <laughs> you may end up going back up to the yeah. 2A after the next yeah. realignment. Well, that's what I'll say. And as long as the realignment does that year in year, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Because yeah. like, you never know what's going to happen. Over there where Stan Spivey lives is going to change a lot with that new subdivision going up over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Pen. So that's going to bring in some, some people. And luckily we're getting jobs here. Yeah. We're very fortunate in certain areas to be getting jobs. I mean, we lose them in some, but we get them in others. But. The other question I got for you, do you think – it's beneficial if you've got eight teams in a region versus six because doesn't that cut into your non-region schedule big time? And then all of a sudden you got two well, region it, ga- two non-region games, and then you got to go right into region play. Well, that that goes to uh, are you going to keep it at ten games? If you and, and if I'm a coach and I'm in a and this to your point at I got eight team region, I'm going to be petitioning the high school league to let me have an 11th game. Well, there's 11 weeks with the, with the week zero. There's 11 weeks total. So, but will they let me play 11 games? Yeah. It's a 10-game schedule with a bye week. 
That's the way it's set. Well, the right bye week now. is where you want it. Where and you, if you want, want it. it. But yeah. now I don't want the bye week. I want to play eleven games. Play can 11. I play eleven you games? You can play eleven. Can I get rid of week the week zero? <laughs> <laughs> Make it week one. Week one, man. <laughs> get rid of it. We go along with that. All right. Um, it should be fun to see. So, a lot of questions still to be answered. But uh, now we know there'll be six championship games and not just five i love it at the end of next year when does this have to be done because it in the appeal start right away uh, what they'll know is they are going to let the schools know probably after new year's okay so they're gonna um, wait till january and usually it's like january 16th or 20th or somewhere around there is usually when they it's middle gone, of january is usually when they start seeing appeals start to come out and this it's gonna be a short time for these high school athletic directors to get their schedules in place because mm-hmm. the longer this drags out with realignment and knowing what classification you're going to, how many games to to our point again, are we do we are we in an eight team region or are we in a six? Because if we're in a six, I got to go find some more teams to play, and it's already you know teams are already filling up schedules. Well, and a lot of coaches already have made their made non-region schedules, lot. and now they're going to have to go back and say, "We can't Wait, play. We you. can't play you, right?" Yeah. Or, or we can. Oh, shoot! I got to go find somebody else. Well, who else is available? I done pulled off my board, and I done struck through all these other teams because they saying they can't or won't. Well, Dutch Fork will probably be looking for games. <laughs> Greg Leach will probably Greg be looking for games. Greg will play anybody. Don't even worry about it. Just call Greg. Call Mr. Uh, – I can't think of his name. But. Call the principal down there. I you just I forgot. I had his name in my mind. All right. Uh, so, we'll, we'll follow along with all that. Um, you know, realignment uh, and that multiplier for the first year is going to be interesting to see how all that goes. But first draft, they say, should be sent out to schools. I got it right here. No later than December 19th. That's what I was looking for that date. That's yep. next Monday. To send mm-hmm. out, yeah. So I got that. Uh, that's written in the notes. Good right. deal. Want to say big congratulations going out to Mateo Durant. That number three of his has been retired. Uh, as once again, of course, his little brother didn't he wear his same number, number three, for a long time? <laughs> he did for a little so, bit. Yeah. But his name's not going to be associated with it. It's no. going to be Mateo. But did you think of the great things that Mateo did? We got to see him play uh, over a course of a number of years. But he's going to be the first player ever from the McCormick Chiefs to have their number retired. That's And you know what? There's been some really good athletes along the way through those years down through there. I know Kenny Ware, a bunch of those guys down there that were really good players. And uh, like I said, it, now now that you got one retired, I mean, do we go back and start looking in the record books and see if they can find some more? But uh, like I said, that was yesterday. That was a pretty cool little event they did. And I, I'll give Cam and them a really good – I'm not uh, – at. The index. index did a good job. Uh, covering, Cam did a yeah. good job with that covering it with a little video, and I mean, I think they did it right. I think they did it up really well, and I mean, the kid deserves it. You know. Well, you think of all the things that he did, uh, not only in high school, but then all of a sudden he went uh, up to Duke and was part of the big reason Duke's improvement uh, started the way it did was the fact that they added him in on that running. Uh, uh, portion of their game um and now he's still uh, trying to get into the, he did what two years in the nfl he was on some of the practice teams that were there up in i think minnesota was one of them and then uh now he's in the xfl and you, you brought up that he played last year um he and he's going to be playing again this year and that starts up pretty quick too tom that'll be l- later on in this connects in 24 and i mean 
I would, you know, personally, I'd rather see to go him go to USFL. I know that The Rock does a really good job XFL wise, and I watch them both. But I think the XFL, I mean, the USFL is where you get a little bit, a little bit better camaraderie with the NFL teams and coaches. And uh, I think the kids got a chance to make it. I mean, if you if you're not seeing Mateo Durant run the football, you're missing out. Uh, there, there are teams now that I question why, you know, you don't have a running back on your football team in the NFL. So. Yeah. But he'll be with the St. Louis Battle Hacks. Yeah. So. A.J. McCarron. Yeah. So he'll be with that group uh, in the XFL. Looking forward to watching that. And, he, of course, he'll be wearing what number? He's going to have that the three on, he'll man. He'll be wearing, wearing that three. three. <laughs> I was going to say, did he, have, did he have to change the number like Josh Norman did? But, so, uh, well, he, now, he had to change it when he went to Duke. Remember, he, he wore 21 he when he went to Duke. And Josh Norman's playing. Don't don't turn on the bills and think you're gonna see that same number for Josh Norman because he doesn't have the same number either. But I say, I'm telling you, man, we got some local kids that are ready to play again. Um, and I'm telling you, don't be stunned if you don't see a DJ Swearinger on one of these USFL XFLs because that's who they're looking for: players that have years of experience. And that might be a good thing for Josh Norman to go back and just say, go back and try to get up with mm-hmm. a team, the Battle Hawks or whoever. You don't want to go to. I mean, go to a team and see see if you can work another year out to where the scouts can see you even more than they do, you know, what you're doing now. So, it'll be interesting. Yep. Well, we got another um, local Lakeland standout being uh, Jaden McGowan, um, wide receiver uh, out of Lawrence High School, ended up going up to Vanderbilt. He went ahead and entered the transfer portal, and the game picks picked him up this week. Hayden was similar. All you had to do was make a phone call. Hey, man, come in, look. Check what we got down here. And, and he had looked at Greenwood before. I mean, excuse me. He had looked at uh, USC before he went to Vanderbilt. Um, and and it's, it's a mass accident. Well, in Nashville you remember, he, right didn't now, want, so. he didn't want to play for, for yeah. gumbo down there. So. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. He didn't want to play for Bozo. Uh, so. To go along with that. But you, when you think of it, I, you know, he's 180 pounds. And that, that's, that's a lot of muscle for a guy that's 5'8". The thing I liked about him. If you talk about what, when you when you call a legitimate scat back, this is what this kid is. And the chance now he's coming down to, to be slash wide receiver. If I put him in slot a little bit, running back, I mean receiver. Maybe running back, you got a kid like Raheem Sanders just signed. The kid uh, from North Texas, I think, he's going to sign today. Um, you know, we're still looking at bringing players in and out. We're selecting what we're going to do. But I think it's a big pickup. And we had the opportunity to watch him at Lawrence. And I mean, when he had a legit quarterback, he was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like they had a really good one-on-one relationship, and that was his go-to guy for two years. And, I mean, that's what put, you know, Jaden on the map. So, I'm excited to have him down. It depends on what we can do with him and what Lyle can get out of him and, and see where we go from there. Well, according to McGowan, he says that uh, wide receivers coach Justin uh, Stepp has, says they're going to put him in the slot and uh, they're going to move him around, um, you know, going outside into the backfield and all kinds of things like that. That was his quote direct. Steps the guy that, like I said, when you got guys, and this is, I get on Beamer staff a lot, but when you got Justin Step, Torrey, and Gray, and they're your recruiters, you got, that tells you right there that somebody knows what they're doing to put them out there to go get the players. That's a hard job now. We've talked about that ever since Portal and NIL. Being a recruiter for a college is tough because you there's no loyalty. Once you sign that guy's hand, you can't tell his mom and daddy, say, I love to have him for four years because the, the, the liability of that happening is no more. It's about me in this world of today. And like I said, I'm excited to see him go. Now, yeah, he's a Porter guy, so if he doesn't get his numbers, will he jump back into Porter? Probably so. But, you know, it's a Lawrence kid. He's a local kid. He's a Lakeland kid. So I'm glad to have him in Columbia and look forward to hearing his name and, and see where he goes from there. But I think I think he really likes Columbia. Mm-hmm. So I would be a little surprised if he did make another move. 
All right. Uh, top 10 came out by the South Carolina Basketball Coaches Association here once again. Greenwood uh, moved up to number five uh, in the girls' uh, 4A ranks. You've got um, Saluda hanging in there at number 10 in the girls' ranks, and Dixie Boys are at number six but in the 1A ranks, but there's no McCormick Chiefs as of yet. Again, this week, left out, and they just keep dominating. It's all good. They even beat the number six Dixie yeah, Hornets. And they're going to – and look, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if Coach Brown just doesn't care about getting that, you know, sending the numbers where they need to go. I don't know if people just don't realize. I tell you who do realize about the McCormick Chiefs, and that's the CSRA group. Because uh, by the same token, they're getting, they getting their butts handed to them too by this McCormick team. Um, I really – I we got to get down and just check this team out because they're a really good basketball team. Defense is solid, and that's where their points come from. And – uh I like what Coach Brown's doing down there. I, you know, I know Coach. You know, Coach. You know, Pratt's down there as the AD, and like I said, it's what they're doing is unprecedented for a team like McCormick. In all honesty. Well, you know, I don't care about the rankings right now. The last week of the season, if I'm undefeated, <laughs> I'm gonna be ranked number one. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm gonna take care of business. I'm not worried about the outside. That's just one less thing I have to talk to my kids about. And that's a good thing my coach does. <laughs> yeah. And that's there again. That's why Coach Bobby's right there. Man, I mean. Maybe he don't. Maybe he's not sending the stuff in for a reason. Yeah. He don't want to have to deal with the big heads <laughs> from. Oh, we number one. No, we got a game to play tomorrow. That's right. I'll tell you what, McCormick and Emerald had their second game of the year. Um, you know, they both did a home and home. Um, back on December the 4th, McCormick uh, absolutely just dominated, 71-48. This game was a little closer. Um, what was it, Wednesday, I think it was? Uh, yesterday, that was 65-53. to Emerald actually made a game out of this for these guys. John Mark and Coach Ruggs and them, they're not going to sit back and just take it take it lightly, man. They're going to do the same thing they want to do year in, year out, football, basketball, baseball. They want to be competitive and, and win games. And we know, you know, the culture he's got in the back for the basketball team up at, at Emerald, so. Yeah, but once again, <laughs> um, you know, the big names, Darius Houston for McCormick, Ends up with uh, 13 and a half points in this game. Um, you got Caleb Benson for Emerald. Uh, not only dominates points, but also rebounds. He's been doing it all year uh, so far here uh, and along that post. And Key Holloway again, uh, you know, assists, and then he comes up big uh, when you need him to. Yeah. So that's that leader again, Tom Carroll. That Key Holloway has, has become that leader not only on the football team, but on the basketball team, too. All right. The other thing we can't uh, forget about is the uh, Lady Eagles 10 and 0. Uh, you look at, at Coach Childs and what she's been able to do and the dominance that they have had here uh, in this first ten games and, and against some good teams to go yeah. along with that. I mean, the Aikens, the South Aikens, which uh, they always play each other. And, I mean, that little area down in Midland Valley uh, the other night, I mean, like I said, they're playing basketball and they're using defense to win games. And I, I congratulate her for it. You speak defense. They took on Gilbert this week. Okay. Okay, only allowed five points, scored 51. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, that's, 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 when a, you, that's a defensive effort. When right you there. shut somebody down, and I mean, that's, that's pretty. The, and they're getting us those winning games. I mean, she's using other, like, I mean, we're saying that in college now. I, I think the, what was the LSU, the LSU score last night, Stan? It was unplayed. It was crazy. 133 to something. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was almost a 100 point game, but uh, we started seeing in high school, too. But like I said, I, for all she went through last year, and the troubles that she did have last year. She's back doing what she wants to do. She's got her team believing in playing. And, I mean, this team could go – I think this team could go a good ways in, in the ladies' bracket. 
and all in all that no doubt in that so well you got the uh, oliver sisters and danielle and uh, cameron um they have basically led the way here in the last couple of games uh, danielle 16 points cameron had 15 but you throw in uh, johnson underneath the glass she had 11 eliza williams ends up with nine and you know your starting five are just tremendous Offensively, one point from double figures for what four players in that mm-hmm. thing. So Chad nine. Yep, but they play uh, this coming Friday night. Uh, they'll take on Woodmont at six Oof. o'clock, and this is going to be a more evenly matched game uh, between these two teams. Woodmont um, uh, doesn't have quite the same record that Greenwood has, but they played some 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 tougher competition. They played a lot of five A schools. Okay, so don't we're not going to come in Monday and say you know they were held at ten points. They shouldn't. <laughs> I was sitting here. Matter of fact, let me look. Um, when I looked at uh, at Woodmont, they had they're averaging fifty three points a game. I think that's the lowest that they no. They've that's the lowest they've scored is fifty three. They are right. averaging sixty two a game. Okay. Uh, as of right now, and uh, they are uh, eight and three. Good record. So. And like you said, they do. They play five eighteen. So. Yep. So this 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 will be one. This may be just an offensive show. Her toughest challenge, Could let's be. say, to, yep. her toughest game to date. All right. And then ninety six wrestling and Dixie, along with Crescent, all gathered for a tri match that uh, took place at ninety six. Ninety six ends up winning this one. Um, Dixie uh, almost. I mean, they had a good match going against ninety six, but the Crescent game, uh, Crescent match with Dixie was probably the most entertaining out of all of that. Uh, unfortunately, Dixie ended up on the losing side of it, but you know, don't count them out. They they will come back with a vengeance. So you got. Uh, Here's a question for you. If you took 96 and Greenwood and Dixie and Emerald and put them all together in a four-team match, how much fun would that be here in the Lakeland? That'd be crazy. That would be. It would generate a ton of money. I mean, <laughs> I mean even if you just took Dixie and put them on Abbeville, those are two really strong wrestling teams. And then, like you say, I mean, wrestling's growing here, and it should. It needs to. Because, um, like I said, it's it's not all about that, those, that match skills is important. Especially coming off football teams, that's what they're looking for. If they're not playing basketball, they want to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And we are lucky to have the talent that the kids can do this. All right, before we get into the college aspect of all of this, uh, let me mention that the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame has gone ahead and they're going to add 10 more former state greats into uh, the Hall of Fame here in the state of South Carolina. Ori Banks um, is one of those names. He was an athletic administrator. His career included football head coaching at South Carolina State, West Virginia State as well. You've got uh, Allison Feaster, who was a great basketball player. She recorded, what, 35 points, 13 rebounds and a 71-67 loss back in 1998 uh, as they defeated Stratford for the uh, 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 knocking off the uh, Stratford, who at that time was uh, the number one seed. Um, you've got Lucas Glover, who we all know as being one of the best golfers uh, in the world uh, on the PGA Tour, and now he's on the senior tour to go along with that out of Clemson. And uh, throw in Anthony Johnson, who became the College of Charleston's first NBA draft pick. Um, he went 40th overall. Do you remember which team that was? It's a 1997. I was going to say 95. but he Sacramento <laughs> Kings is where he ended up going, but he played out of North Charleston. Uh, that was there. Marcus Lattimore, don't know that name. <laughs> 
out of Burns High School. Um, his career got uh, stopped uh, short due to injury in that regard, but what a great career he had at Burns mm. and at South Carolina uh, all time. We all thought he was going to have a great NFL career uh, as well. And then you throw in uh, baseball great from Clemson, Jack Leggett. Um, 955 victories and 43 uh, victories per season to go along with that. 21 NCAA tournament appearances, uh, six College World Series bursts to go along with all of that. So his name thrown in there. Ivory Latta. I didn't know this one. I had to look it up. She uh, actually was a four-year starter at the University of North Carolina um, to go along with it. But uh, she ended up playing um, uh at Latta High School, I believe, is where she came from. So throw her name in there. You got William Partlow, um, you know, pioneer basketball coach in Columbia to go along with that. And Clifford Ray out of Union, South Carolina. Um, played uh, 10 seasons in the NBA with the Bulls and also the Golden State Warriors. Selected third all around in the 71 draft. Uh, and here's probably the biggest name that's on here is Tyler Thigpen go along with that. Uh, a native out of Winsboro, South Carolina. Fairfield played Central. At, yep, played at mm. Fairfield Central. And Coastal. Go along with that. So, probably, a bit, probably the first big quarterback Coastal had. No, he was the first quarterback they had. Well, he okay. Was he was the original quarterback. He was, he was the original quarterback. Uh, you know, was not recruited by anybody. Went to Coastal. Went through that transitional we can't play anybody, but we can practice here. And then, uh, Next thing you know, he's being signed by Kansas City as he graduates. So, Pretty good player for the yeah, Chiefs for two yeah. years. Just never got that push that other quarterbacks have got. I mean, but good player, big kid. Definitely the kind of size you want for a quarterback. So, All right, so that leads us uh, into the college talks. And before we get to that, let me mention the great staff here at Howard's on Main, what they were able to do. I tried the beef today, and it was absolutely delicious. Love the onions with the spinach and – um, uh, the sourdough bread on top of all that toasted uh, to go along with it. And of course, Thursday is usually the twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich. That's what my uh, wife had. He's never seen <laughs> Yep. I brought her up here for lunch. So uh, it's a great food, uh, great live entertainment going to be coming on this stage uh, tomorrow night and Saturday as well. So number one spot for live entertainment right here at Howard's on Main. And don't forget, too, if you've got an event that you like to have uh, catered or even host, they've got a nice room upstairs they can host all that for you. As a matter of fact, when I walked in today, Haley was doing another booking for, I think, next week. And I think they're down to few days left so you don't have much long much time to get it in if you went done this year here yeah, clyde so. wants his christmas vacation so oh, okay <laughs> on that time for when it comes through all right so that leads us into the college bowl games and you made mention on monday we wanted to run down uh, the happenings um with the college games that are there, they all start this Saturday, Chris. It's going to be fun, fun, fun time. 11 o'clock, probably the start of all that. Everybody will be tuned in uh, to watch Ohio taking on Georgia Southern. Love it, man. Myrtle Beach, Conway, whatever you want to call it, uh, in, in the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl. So I guess we're going to call it Myrtle Beach. There you go. <laughs> Sam, what's a better way to go to start the bowl season than that at the coast? There's no better hey, place to be. You tell these people where to go eat if they're down there. I know you know them all. Uh, well, I <laughs> – if you go to the coast, you got to have seafood, right? Yeah. You, you just go to Sea Captain's house. Be sure you tip well. My daughter needs all the money she can get. There you go. That's why I hit him up with that one, sir. But that is, they, they do a really it's good a, job. That's a great. Have you eaten there? 
That's a good spot. I have not been there yet. Yeah, it's been, been a good there spot. forever. Been it's been, been a while forever. since I've been to the coast. I was going to say, it's been there at least since I was a lifeguard down there. And that's been many moons ago. But, yeah, that starts at 11 o'clock. So, get up in that, that uh, poor little network's got it. Luckily, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to go somewhere and watch it. But, uh, anyway, you know, I, 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 dude, I'm going to take Georgia Southern in that game. they got to get quarterback. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia Southern all the way in that one. You know, Ohio, the Bobcats are 8-3 and three overall. Um, They're the favorite team. Georgia Southern yeah. is 6 and Yeah, they are favored. Yeah. I mean, you look at the people that are picking them right now, about 87% mm-hmm. are to 13% to Georgia Southern. I'll take the underdog in this one. I like the Sun Belt. Um, yeah, yeah the Georgia Southern uh, and the Sun Belt, you, you, you just can't go against – well, probably Georgia, the number one group of five conference that's out there. And Georgia Southern's had the advantages of playing in the Myrtle Beach area before. Well, yeah, they played. They, they played they on played, this field. They played before, so uh, played in game uh, three. Of the they game. know what hotel they want to stay at. They know what restaurants they want to go to. <laughs> Miami <laughs> of Ohio going to be struck by the Ferris wheel, I guess. I don't know. They'll have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be swimming in the ocean. All right, it's an hour later after that game. Uh, you've got the uh, Cricket Celebration Bowl, and I'm not talking a quiet <laughs> celebrate. We're talking about the, the – the My phone service. <laughs> cricket. Like I said, baby, you get service in Troy, Sacramento, Cricket, you, that's where you better go. So it deserves a bowl. There you go. Yeah, but Florida A&M, the, the Rattlers the taking on the Howard Bison. I'm going Florida A&M. I don't guess that eleven and one would scare him to go the other way, but yeah, eleven and one, Florida A and M, and you know Howard's a legitimate, you know, HBC yeah. school, and, yeah. and they've done well in bowl games. But like I said, it's a seven point spread, so yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that one. That's Tom unanimous. So we're <laughs> unanimous here through the first so far, two bowl games. All right, um, Saturday two fifteen. You've got the RNL Carrier New Orleans Bowl. Uh, matchup's going to feature Louisiana and the Raging Cajuns taking on the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State. After, after watching these guys play Carolina, I'm going to Sorry, sorry, fun, but I'm leaving you with that one. But I, I think with the experiences these guys got at Jacksonville State, the coaching staff they got, I think this, uh, you know, for it to only be a two-and-a-half-point game is crazy. Over under 58-5, I'll take, but – I guess well, I, I, I'm going with Louisiana on this one, and it's mainly because of this New Orleans. Oh, yeah. The Louisiana crowd, they know how New Orleans is. That Jacksonville crowd, they might not know exactly <laughs> what hit them when they roll into New Orleans. So. Good game. Like I said, I just, I'm going to go with Jacksonville State. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Jacksonville State as well. Okay, I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm going chaotic <laughs> in that one, even though it's only a two-point. Well, I just realized I went chaotic in the Georgia Southern game because I'm going fun belt in that one. I'm yeah. going to tell you, even though it's a nine and three, six and six yeah. game. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, so that moves us on to the 330 game on Saturday, the Avocado from Mexico Cure Bowl. That's yeah, going to have the uh, Mountaineers of Appalachian State at eight and five taking on the Miami of Ohio Redhawks, who are eleven and two. Uh, this game uh, just about even. About fifty-seven percent of the folks are picking Miami of Ohio to win this one. Eleven and two again against the six and five, eight and five team. But man, I'm, I'm going to go. Plum, I'm going to go plum belt again, man. I'm going to take App State. I'm going with you. I've seen App State play. <laughs> All right, so we're in the on this one. I've they seen Miami of Ohio play. play, and it's not the same football that App mm-hmm. has. So another unanimous there. Um, you got the New Mexico Bowl. Fresno State Bulldogs at eight and four taking on the New Mexico State Aggies at ten and four. Remember, New Mexico State knocked off Auburn earlier this year. They did. 
fairly easily to. You know, the other the other thing that that we need to make mention too is we're making these uh, predictions based on um, absolutely. <laughs> No idea who's playing. No idea who's playing and who's staying. Um, that's you know we're 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 assuming the best uh, that everybody's. We're not looking to Chris to go through them sixteen pages of who's in the portal and who's out. To make I got him there. We just, he's got two we just picking teams. I uh, I will say this: Fresno State has four players in the portal. So I mean, if that changes your mind, it changes your mind. But it is ten and four. Eight and four, and I mean, like I said, three and a half point spread over under fifty one. So I mean, I I would probably go with uh, New Mexico State. Yeah, I'm going with the Aggies too. Me too. All right, unanimous there. The uh, Starco Brands L.A. Bowl. <laughs> All right, UCLA, the Bruins at seven and five, taking on the Broncos of Boise State at eight and five. Uh, this one, uh, right now, the fans are favoring uh, UCLA fifty six percent to forty four. I'm going Boise State. He's going with the upset. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with Chip Kelly, man, and, I'm, and I will tell you why on this one. I remember coming home after a Greenwood game and watch Hank Botmeyer play a football game out at Arizona State. He transferred to Boise State. He's in the portal again. So, I'm on. I'm going to go with UCLA on that one because I'm sure they got a second-team quarterback on it. And Stan, Stan may see the future of, of Boise State football. Mm-hmm. They've got one leaving, but they do have one coming in, but he can't play in the game. So Right. All right. Well, I'm going UCLA as well. So we're well, now, that may change with the new 14-day ruling if I, it gets passed. It will. If it gets passed, yeah. Well, that's it's get, probably going to get passed. So well, like I said, that game's this more, weekend, so more, that 14 days is out, So I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Um, 9-15 Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> the, the late games is where we are as of right now. This one, the Radiance Technology Independence Bowl, as the Red Raiders of Texas Tech at six and six taking on the Golden Bears of Cal, who are also six and six. Coin toss on this one. Coin toss. Both team, both quarterbacks are in the portal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tyler Slaw is in the, in the portal, and so is the other kid from Cal. Both have picked up quarterbacks already. Again, they're not going to be to play in the game. But uh, like I say, I'm on. You know, I, I like to coach at Texas Tech. I mean, he's a no nonsense kind of guy. Cal's has kind of been balancing around. I'm going to take Texas Tech in this game. I'm going to go against it. Well, it's six and six teams, but yeah, I'll take Texas Tech. I literally flipped a coin and Cal won, so I'm no. going to stick with who I. Hey who man, I you just going ACC? You going ACC? Come on, I'm going to. I'm going to. The future. Jump on board with Chris and go Texas Tech on this one. And that ends the Saturday games, right? That is the end of the Saturday games. So then we move on to Monday yep. afternoon, the famous Toastery Bowl. <laughs> um, this is going to be <laughs> the Monarchs of Old Dominion at 6-6, six and six, taking on the 7-5 and five Hilltoppers of Western Car- Kentucky. And uh, you don't mess with the big red machine. Uh, I swam against them in college, uh, played them in football. We, I mean, and they just – they're tough. So I'll stick with the big red machine and go with the hilltop. Not so fast, one. my friend. <laughs> Sunbelt again, 6-6. Six and six. I'm going with ODU, who's upset Virginia and Virginia Tech in the last two opening seasons this year. So. But didn't the old, old Dominion coach leave? I think he did, yeah. I think he did. I'm going with you with the Hilltoppers. <laughs> I'm going to take the school. I'm going to go with the school. 
And this is a team, and we'll get into the schedule, too, for South Carolina. Old Dominion. Yeah, Old Dominion Watch this game in. because that will be the first game of next year for the Gamecocks. But I think Old Dominion's had some kids in at the portal, too. So. They have. And they, but like I said, they picked up from the portal. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so that's the Mon- only game on Monday. Tuesday night, the late game, 9 o'clock. Um, we're going to go all the way over to the uh, Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. <laughs> I've never had Scooter's Coffee. There's one right outside of something, right before you get to the Air Force Base on the left. How have you not Brand had new that? Brand new mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, now you right can try now, it. Right now, right now, 378. But it's got uh, Texas San Antonio Roadrunners at 8-4 and four, taking on the Thundering Herd of Marshall at 6-6. Six and six. Who you got? Marshall started. Thundering Herd. I was going to say, Marshall started so good and kind of finished a little softer, but both teams got players in the portal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with fun, but I'm going to go Marshall. Isn't San Antonio no, in that? Marshall, going Marshall. All right, I guess I'm the oddball out. I went with the Roadrunners on this one. Aren't um, the Roadrunners where the coach went that won the national championship from Miami years ago? Any of the coach? Yeah, he's been – this is the kind of a down year for him, but the last couple of years, I mean, he's had you know, nine, ten wins. Usually pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So they lost four this time around. Um, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, coming to you, the RoofClaim.com <laughs> Rutan Bowl. Um, the Orange Men of Syracuse at 6-6, six and six, taking on the Bulls of South Florida, 6-6 six and six in this one. Um, the guys coming out of the north, it's going to be too hot. I give it to the Bulls all the way. I'm giving it to the Bulls, too. Syracuse lost their coach. They're losing players left and right. Just because Josiah Jeffries from Greenwood yeah. into the transfer portal is reason enough for me to Syracuse. Come on right. home, Josiah. Come on. Let's go to Coastal. Let's see. South Florida had a kid named Jeff Scott last year, right? So who's the new coach at South Florida? I don't know. You don't have to look it up because you know, I don't want you to lose your spot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Syracuse simply because I think – I will think sometimes conferences do matter, and I think their strength of schedule they play has been decent. Uh, even though they are in that, that other conference, what do they call it, the All Cupcake Conference? But anyway, yeah. we're not going to get in that. Um, I, and I, you know, I just I haven't been impressed with Syracuse all year. I mean, they're giving three. I'm going to get my three points. I'm going with them orange. They got a new coach, oh. by the way. They got a new coach at Syracuse already. It didn't take long. Fran Brown's up there now, and that's yeah. a good replacement for Baders. All right, so they got some some things going on. All right, that game's going to be on ESPN or ESPN Plus. Not sure which has of yet. Most of these games will be. Uh, that leads us to Friday night, six thirty p.m. You got the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, and that uh, down there in the Tampa area, correct? Correct. So you got so. Uh, the Knights of UCF, who are what? About an hour from there, not that far. Six and six, going to be taking on the Yellow Jackets from the ACC. Georgia Tech also at six and six. I like Brent Keys, and I, I like that team. I mean, I think they've done well at, at Georgia Tech. I know they lost a quarterback to the portal and picked another one. This is going to be hard to keep up with next year for the rest of our lives with portal, but I'm going to stay with GT. I'm, I'm going to stay with the Techs. All right, I'm going with the uh, 2017 champs in UCF. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, got a good coach. His name is Miles Owen, so – I'm looking forward to that, even though they're six and six, but they are also the heavy favorite, <laughs> sixty-nine to thirty-one percent. I'm one of that thirty-one. I'm okay with that. All right, that's KI. I'm, I'm going with the <laughs> Florida team too. It just don't have a lot of faith in Georgia Tech. Not yet. Now, growing though, it, Georgia Tech is growing them, I and they are they are making that transition into the modern day football world. So, um, but I'm almost say with Central Florida. All right. 
So Saturday, 12 noon on the 23rd, day before Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve Eve. You got the uh, Camarilla Bowl. Um, matchup has Northern Illinois Huskies at 6-6 six and six and the Red Wolves of Arkansas State also at 6-6. Six and six. Years past, I'd said Northern Illinois, but. They have struggled <laughs> this year. They have. So. I'm going to flip with the other way. I'm going to go with y'all. Yep, I'm going Arkansas State and the Red Wolves, uh, even though they won't have their number one running back who's a commit to South Carolina in the transfer portal right now. I still think their rushing attack is going to be better. Appreciate that. Not a kind word about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, 12 noon, you'll also have the 76 Birmingham Bowl. And uh, the Troy Trojans at 11-2 and two are the favorite in this one, but they got the Duke Blue Devils at 7-5. and five. I think Troy's going to take them. I do, too. I I, you know, a lot of things – I like Mike Elko when he left to go – you know, I, I like this Troy team. I watched them a lot. They were 11-2. and two. Did they win some belt this year or did James Madison? No, James Madison no, couldn't, couldn't compete. Oh, that's right. They so couldn't. Troy did so, win. Troy did so, Troy did win. So, yeah, he ain't got nothing to where I'm from, but I'm going to go with them Alabama boys from Troy. <laughs> well, uh, I think Duke, of course, Riley Leonard's left, but he got hurt anyway, so – you know, the kid from Gaffney was playing well, but um, and this this game could con, kind of confound me a little bit. But um, how many of the Duke seniors that played this year are really going to come out and play this game? Yeah. This could be their last game, and I could see them playing really well. But I still like the men of Troy. Four Duke players already in the portal and have signed already. Jordan Waters is not one of them, so he will not be playing running back. You lose your quarterback. And I do uh, – uh, Grayson play, has played really well yeah. at Duke from yeah. Gaffney. He's played well. Uh, but like I said, they had two more leave today. So, I mean, it's exit mass exodus. And, unfortunately, it's – I would think the kids would want to play in a bowl game. Mm -hmm. But evidently it's yeah, with a coaching change or whatever. They're not too much for it. Yep. So that game will be on ABC, uh, as far as I know, as of right now. Are you surprised and by Manny, the by and the Manny pitch? Diaz as coach at Duke? Yeah, I think yeah. that's going to be a good fit. He'll fit well there. I, I agree with so. that. He goes back to another ACT, CC, uh, ACC team, but mm -hmm. I was surprised at sixty-eight percent pick Troy. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that's surprising. <laughs> it's, it's the fun belt. They like to play football. Yep. Then Saturday, uh, the mid-afternoon game, 3.30. This is the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. So we should see a lot of uh, <laughs> overhead uh, airplanes making their way through this one. As James Madison gets their wish, the Dukes uh, get to play in a bowl game after an 11-1 season here. But they're taking on the Falcons of Air Force at 8-4. And, and uh, Air Force, uh, of course, is known more for their air raid as well. Um, you know, they, they're the one... Uh, military school that, that pretty much hasn't run the triple option. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And, and that's what's been the winning side of what they do here. Really surprised that, I mean, I, still not sure how I feel about James Madison crying their way into this thing, man. I'm going to tell you something. If you if you have stock and tissue, this is the team that made you money because they have cried all year about, we don't remember me in a bowl. You signed the deal not to go to a bowl. So anyway, they cried their way in. And their quarterback's in the portal. <laughs> so, um, eighty-three percent are picking James Madison. I'm gonna pick James Madison simply because they're a better team. I think. 
Air they're, Force. They're better on the lines. They are. Definitely. And, you know, you know what was it? It wasn't but like four weeks ago, a month ago, the Air Force was in the top 25. Mm-hmm. And then they just fell off the way and lost four, three straight games and lost the last one, too. But like I, said, I, I hate to pick the Dukes, but I'm going to go with them. Since I didn't pick the other Duke, I'm going to take these. I'm going with the Air Force. I like it, Stan. I like that pick. I, I, I just think it, it, <laughs> it means more to those guys than it does. The, the crying tower babies over there. <laughs> it's like we said. It's not like like you, you said it so eloquent when you said these guys already have jobs. Yeah, they're not worried about NL and, and portal money, yeah. and that's what you know surprises me about some of the players. They're in school for a reason. They are, and they're they're gonna play football for their school. They're gonna be loyal to each other. They may be a big time underdog, but uh, I'm pulling for them. I will. When those jets them. fly overhead. <laughs> They're going to be adrenaline flowing, so. We can pass some tired tissues out there, and the boys are going to be crying on the other yeah. side. So. All right, here yeah. we go. Six and six matchups coming your way Saturday afternoon, uh, 3.30. Utah State, the Aggies taking on the Panthers of Georgia State. Georgia State started out hot. Uh, I got the Utah State Aggies in this one. They finished um, a lot better than Georgia State did. I love Sean as a coach. It's just hard to, to pick a team like this. I mean, Utah State, you got to pull for the kid now. He's the one that's going into the into seals. the seals. So, and like I said, Georgia State's got. I mean, I, I think I saw four they today. They got all kinds. They of got four today. The Marcus Carroll at running back is the key for that game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Utah State too. I'm going Utah State. I, I'm not betting against the Navy Seals because I don't want him to come <laughs> knocking on my door. <laughs> all right, seven o'clock, uh, the twenty third that Saturday night. The sixty eight Ventures Bowl has six and six South Alabama. The Jaguars taking on uh, the six and six Eagles of East Michigan. Jaguars. <laughs> Flip a coin. I'm going go with South Alabama. Yeah, I'm going Jaguars. I'll go with South Alabama, too. Just that they play in a tougher conference. Yep. 81%. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, so that game will be on ESPN or ESPN+. Plus uh, Later that night of the 23rd, 7.30, you got the RSS, or excuse me, SRS, Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Northwestern at 7-5, and, and the running Utes of 8-4 and four in this one. Give me Utah. Now, I'll take Utah on this one, too. I'm not 9%. I'm going with y'all on that, too. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, about Utah. I will look up and see who the quarterback's going to be because both of them are in the portal, um, which is surprising. You lose both Nate Johnson and Barnes, who was his backup. So now you're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's going to be defensively going to be the toughest part for them to do against Northwestern. But I just – I just Northwestern has had a lot of trouble offensively, too. They're about like Iowa. So, yeah, I got to go with the Utes. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a low-scoring game for you, though, Tom Carroll. I think it'll be defensive side. It might. So that leads us to the Hawaii. night game uh, <laughs> in Hawaii, which will be, what, six hours difference from us. So um, 10.30 our time <laughs> is when this game's going to get underway. But the Teal will be making its way out there, Coastal Carolina at 7-5. and five. They get the Spartans of San Jose State also at 7-5. and five. I'm taking San Jose. Oh, my goodness, Tom Carroll. He knew it. He knew about Paul Grayson. He knew it before I did. <laughs> I'm still going with you, Coach. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going I'm, to NC I'm State. Going, I'm going Coastal. I'm going I with Tim Beck. Go. Uh, <laughs> well, Vasco came on late in the season. They still got a ton of running backs. Um, they, I think they play in a tougher conference, and they've had, they've had some injury issues, you know, during the year. But uh, yeah. I saw San Jose I, I State take on the Beavers of Oregon State and almost beat them. So. Almost, but. Almost only counts in a couple of things. Was well, a DJ interception in, one of them. in that game? Yeah. A DJ. Yeah, I like Charlie Clears. 
All right. I'm the oddball in that group. Oh, you are. That'll be on ESPN 1030. <laughs> We'll still take you to the teal. To the twenty third. I'm gonna uh, be, it'll be the teal. Beach there it it'll, is. It's gonna be there. It'll be teal down there. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Quick Lane Bowl coming up at two o'clock on Tuesday, uh, the day after Christmas, the twenty sixth. You've got Bowling Green, the Falcons at seven and five, taking on the Golden Gophers of Minnesota at five and seven. I'm going with the Golden Gophers. I am too. I just, but I don't know who's gonna be playing quarterback or running the ball. They're both uh, in the portal. So. Yep. Well, I went with Bowling Green. I'm taking the Falcons in this one, um, mainly because they came in right behind the Hilltoppers. And, you know, I guess I figure if I'm going to row a boat, I'm going to stick a row in it with him. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that coach is so I think he's not going anywhere for a while. I like him. He rows the boat, and I'm going to row it with him. All right. Um, uh, Tuesday, 5.30, you got the Service Pro First Responders Bowl, the uh, Owls of Rice at 6-6, six and six, taking on the 7-5 and five Bobcats from Texas State. Here's something I want you to think about in this game. Jaden Daniels is playing in his last football game because of concussion. What makes him decide to play in this game and not the rest of his career? Uh, this could be dangerous because Texas State has a really good defense. Um, I'm going to go with Texas State and just hope that Jaden Daniels gets out of it alive. Um, I, I hope his coach talks him out of it because, like I said, the doctors already said don't play another game. And I saw on ESPN the other day he wants to play one more game. Where he retires because of concussion, so he's not going to go pro. He's not. He's just going to end it up right there at Rice, and he starts Southern Cal, goes to Georgia, goes everywhere else. And I'm pulling for the guy, but I don't think they win the game. I just hope he comes out of it okay, so he can go on into coaching and that's what he's going to do. Be an offensive coordinator for somebody and and have a good life. But think uh, about that, though. Look at the name of the bowl. <laughs> the first responders bowl. He'll be okay yeah. if something happens. Let's just yeah. say that. So if something does happen, you got yeah. this first yeah. responder. I'm taking Texas State as yeah. well. Yeah. They're, well, yeah. They're a good team. They all are. They're yeah. a good yeah. team. Yeah. Nine o'clock on the 26th of December, you've got the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, Kansas Jayhawks eight and four taking on the nine and four running Rebels of UNV. I like Jayhawks. I like, I, I like the Jayhawks too. I think they they played a few tougher games than the running Rebels. So. Quarterback gets hurt, and they they could yeah. have actually won that division they were yeah. playing in. And UNLV uh, probably playing for a little more in this one after the shootings that happened yep. uh, last yep. week in the course. No of doubt. That, so. yep. All right, I'm, I'm taking uh, Jayhawks in this one as well. 27th, uh, lock it in at 2 o'clock. you got the Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com as uh, Tulane Green Wave at 11-2 taking on Hokies from Virginia Tech at 6-6. Six and six. Give me the Green Wave. I'm with you. I would go with Greenway, but Greenway quarterback has already exited the building. <laughs> so I'm on. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna go with the Hokies trying to put that program back on the map. And this may be a good starting point for them. They're only a girls' basketball school now. You well, know that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes is still there at running back. I mean, yeah. kid had yeah. a 1,200 yard rushing for Greenway. I'll take it. All right. That brings us down to Wednesday, the 27th, 5.30 p.m., uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Somebody's going to get messy. Is it going to be the Tar Heels of North Carolina or the Mountaineers of West Virginia, both at 8-4? and four? I'm going Mountaineers. Drake May's gone. Mac, you don't look good with mayonnaise spread all over you. Go ahead and retire. <laughs> Let this be your last hurrah. I'm going to take the heels in this one. Uh, and, and like you say, this, this will be Drake May's – 
out of college party. I know he's going pro, but and I know he's not playing the game. I, I still think this team's good enough to win. West Virginia's been down a couple of years. I don't know. I can't put my finger on that. And Jay Daniel was one of the reasons for that one. Mm-hmm. That was he the was third there. team. I couldn't think about yeah. what, all the teams he played for. But I like the Tar Heels. They're at home. And like I said, you won't even know when poor Mac Brown gets it because he's curry everywhere like I am. So you're going to see the manager. You want to know who the coach is. That yellowish tint in the manager. Interesting, give it away. though, that for the past, I mean, what, two years we've been in this. We've been yeah. liking the, the Mayo Bowl. So, um, like I said, it's funny, ironic again, that who do we start with this year? North Carolina. And then they're, they're in our bowl. Mm. That's my bowl. <laughs> Best managed bowl around. All right, I took the Tar Heels in this one as well. That brings us to Wednesday's nightcap, 8 p.m. Well, we got two nightcaps on Wednesday, um, the 27th. You got the direct TV Holiday Bowl as the seven and five Trojans of USC take on the Cards, uh, number 15 in the nation from Louisville at 10 and three. Good game. Like I said, two good teams. Uh, you're not going to have a lot of players playing now. I think Caleb's lead it down for the pros. Yeah. And you mean Puckett can? Or Plummel could actually have a pretty good game here? You know, I do because, I mean, here's the funny thing is, we followed back 12-10 all year just because of the records of the quarterbacks. Out of the teams, Oregon, Washington, and USC were the best defensively in UCLA in that. So I'm not saying defensively they don't have a chance to play it. I just, I just not a big Southern Cal fan. I mean, I'm not either. And I think my man, you know, my running back, you can call his name, but he's going to have a big game for Louisville. I think he's ready. I think Jabari Trash is going to catch some balls from Plummer, and that's my pick. All right, then the late, late 9 o'clock uh, on the 27th, you've got the Tex, or Tax Act Texas Bowl, and this will be fun. Number 20, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys at 9-4. and four. Take on the where did he go, Texas A&M Aggies at 7-5. and five. <laughs> We know where he went. I'm, I'm <laughs> he going. went to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going with I'm going with the Cowboys in this. Oh, one. by far, yeah. Cowboys ended up uh, right behind Texas in in the uh, Big Twelve. So. Mike Gundy could we're men. Yeah. Let's roll it. <laughs> Thursday, 11 a.m. Big one: the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Um, this is going to be what up there in New York, right? Yeah. Boston College, the Eagles, six and six, taking on the 11-2 Stangs, headed to the ACC SMU Mustangs. I like him in the game too, by the way. Eleven and two team, really good defense. They're gonna, they're that's the team probably I'm gonna look forward to most coming to the league to the ACC, even over a team like Cal because this team plays defense. They're really good offensively. They're well coached. I mean, I like them in the game, and I guess Cat Cat Lenoris will be the quarterback for Boston College, and he's mm-hmm. from there too. So, I guess it'll be at the fin, at Fenway Park is where they're playing. Yeah, where they're playing. Okay, yeah. so they're Turn playing, that baseball field. Into they're playing at home. I, that'll be interesting to see though there. So. Pretty much. Give me the Stangs as well in this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Thursday, 2-15, the 28th, the bad boy mowers <laughs> pinstripe bowl. Sounds like the New York Yankee Bowl, doesn't it? There you go. They're but, playing uh, in Yankee Stadium. It is Yankee Stadium. It's a good call. <laughs> yeah. But you got the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers out of the Big Ten, 6-6, six six, taking on the ACC's Miami Hurricanes at 7-5. and five. Give me Miami on this one. Uh I threw my pig and I'm taking Rutgers. I, I'm not in this cut. <laughs> Emory Williams deserves the shot he's going to get now at quarterback. He's a true freshman. He took Van Dyke's place, and Van Dyke's already found him a new school. A couple other players have found them some new schools. And I've been very impressed with what Chiano has been able to do at Rutgers the last three or four years he's been there. So give me the, give me the Scarlet Knights. I'll go with the Scarlet Knights, and I'm thinking that's just more of a home game for those guys. And, I, and that's one reason and, I picked it. Um, here again, a lot like the Virginia Tech, my Virginia Tech pick. I think this is a program that's on the rise a little bit, 
and this could be the catapult that they need for next year. I think it's the Mario T and E bowl. That's what I'm gonna call. And, and uh, Chris Ball, this could be his last bowl game. Take a knee. <laughs> he he may be out. Miami may be on that coach's search list. He's been right on the cuff in yeah. the middle of every single season and then loses it in the end. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, that game will be ESPN or ESPN Plus. Uh, Thursday, the 28th at 5.30 p.m., um, you've got the Pop-Tarts Bowl that's going to be taking place against two ranked teams, number 18, North Carolina State at 9-3, and three, taking on the 23rd Kansas State Wildcats at 8-4. and four. This is the game me and Willie going to do because last year it was Cheez-Its Bowl. So now I've got the Pop-Tart Minis, and me and Willie just going to lay it out. We ate Cheez-Its <laughs> last year, and we little mini Pop-Tarts this year. Um, this is a game that could be very – this is a game to be great next year because yeah, you'll yeah. see Grayson McCall. But, I, I mean, both of them are ranked. And how good has North Carolina State been in the end? As much well, as I don't like Doran, I mean. Well, that's what I was going to say. North Carolina State has been coming on of late. But uh, I'm, I'll still go with NC State. I'll go with them. Uh, and this may be a little bit of an upset. This is your coin toss here. This is this is this is yeah. true fifty fifty yeah, match. It so. is, but you know both players. I mean, well, you got both schools. You don't know who you lost quarterbacks for both teams. So, you know. Well, I went with Kansas State. I took uh, Kansas State. I can see that, but I'm gonna try to stay with the, the shop with the local. local. <laughs> shop local. <laughs> All right, uh, that leads us to Thursday night, the 28th, 9-15. Um, last game uh, on that Thursday has got number 12, Oklahoma. The Sooners at 10-2 taking on the Wildcats of Arizona, number 14 in the nation at 9-3. Big surprise for those cats. Here's the deal with it, too. We know we don't have Dylan Gabriel. We know we don't have the running back from Oklahoma. I was going to pick Arizona anyway because I'm sold on this quarterback, true freshman, that's at Arizona. To my knowledge, they have no players in the portal. So some coach is doing it right in his second year, and I'm going to go with the Wildcats. I think I think it matters when you get in bowl games that, that you do lose the Dylan Gabriel and you lose a running back that you've had all year. Um, now it's when you see how good a, a, a defensive coach or coordinator Venables is because now if he can shut down that offense I'm talking about at, at Arizona, then you should they should win the game at 10-2. I still think they're dejected. They're not in a higher bowl playing for something a little stronger. Yeah, but you got the Big yeah. Ten taking on the the Pac Ten and, and the Pac Twelve, yeah. and and I, you know, I defensive wise, I'm not sold on the Pac Twelve team. So, and depth wise, I got to believe in the recruiting that that Brent Venables, Venables has done, done and yeah. can do. So I got to believe their depth's probably a little better. I'm going with the whole well. I go back to that old adage: defense travels. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. All right. Um, let's move on to the 29th, Friday night, uh, 12 o'clock, or Friday <laughs> afternoon, 12 o'clock. Clemson Tigers at 8-4 and four, taking on the 7-5 and five Kentucky Wildcats in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, reminds me I'm going to have to start my taxes during this game. Oh, no. <laughs> That'll be but fun. The Tigers are number 22 in the nation right now, and uh, uh, they're the favorites. I'm going with the Tigers. I mean, like I said, I think they've done enough all year to be where they deserve to be, and there again, you say you hope that Stoops is recruited and his players. They got backup players, and I don't think it matters. I'm not. I haven't been sold on Devin O'Leary all year, so I'll take Clemson in the game. Well, I had I hadn't been sold on. I, I'm gonna pick Clemson to win this ball game, but I think this is gonna be a more entertaining game than what we all think. I think Kentucky gonna come out with that three-five defense and. 
with a younger quarterback in club, they may cause him some issues. And especially those big guys that they got. I mean, they got some monsters. They be. And uh, on both sides of the ball. And uh, I think the Clemson defense is going to come out and win this ball game for them. Though. All right. That'll be on ESPN as well. Friday the 29th of December, 2 o'clock. It is the Tony the Tiger Great Sun Bowl that's going to be going on. Number 16, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish at 9-3, and three, taking on the number 9, Beavers of Oregon State without uh, DJU. Uh, Beavers at 8-4. and four. Give me Notre Dame in this one. Who's playing quarterback anymore in Oregon State? I know three of them in the portal. Two, one of them's already signed with the teams. So I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback at all for them. They've had a good, and that's what's disappointing. They've had such a really good year yeah. with whoever played quarterback to take an Oregon State team that turned it around, almost beat an Oregon team. Uh, you know, Marcus Freeman's just. I mean, you know, Sam Hartman's. Was well, he playing or not? I hadn't heard. As far as I know, he's still playing. He's I playing. I, I, well, I this don't is his last year anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe he's made that decision yet. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm going with with Notre Dame too. I just I like uh, the Irish in that game. <laughs> I think when you lose that many, when Oregon State's lost that many players, that's just going to be hard to overcome in a short period of time. All right, so uh, that'll be on CBS at two o'clock. Then you've got at three thirty, uh, December 29th, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and this has the Memphis Tigers at nine and three, who Clemson will uh, be playing next year. By the way, yeah. that game number two of the season, taking on Iowa State Cyclones at seven and five, uh, out of the uh, Big Twelve. There, you like defense. This is a game for you. You really like defensive teams, and that's what Iowa State is. So, I just. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I don't know much about Memphis football this year. I'm, I didn't going, watch it. I'm going with Memphis strictly because it's going to be basically a home game for Memphis. Pretty much. Yeah, Liberty Bowl, yeah. So I'm, I'm just going with Memphis as a home game. All right. Mm-hmm. Unanimous there. Um, how about 8 o'clock on the 29th? You've got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl down there in Texas, number nine, Missouri Tigers, taking on number seven, Ohio State, the Buckeyes. SEC Big Ten matchup here. Who you got? I got Missouri because Ohio State cannot beat anybody in the SEC in any kind of bowl game. They hadn't done it in – I think they're one in forever. I think they may have won one or two. But anytime they play a bowl game in this SEC team, it doesn't matter who it is. It seems like they get beat. Ohio State's lost so much to the poor yeah, one. Yeah, and to Ohio the, State's the draft. lost so much. Yeah. Now you say and, the drafts. And this is another team, Chris, that uh, I think the Missouri team came together and said, we're not going to the portal. We're going to play our bowl game. We're having a good year. We're going to finish it out Coach of the as year. a team. So, Eli Drinkwitz. So Drinkwitz has man- managed to keep his players in his program. Unlike a lot of other coaches. This surprised me because me and Stan are totally against the rest of the country here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else at all of Ohio State, they, uh, they got 100,000 players on that team, and they, yeah. they're going to need them. I'm going with the Tigers as yeah. well. So. A.J. Cook, man, is the real deal. Luther Burden, that whole crowd. Schrader at running back. This is a solid team, and I, I'm kind of like Stan. I don't really expect a close game. Really, I mean. Well, this is going to show a lot of teams what happens when you when you can keep your team together. Or are you leaving? Has, has okay. Harrison made up his mind yet for Ohio State? Yeah, he's not playing he's because not. he's going draft. Yeah. Let me ask you something. If this game's a route like we're maybe talking about it could be where it gets a little out of hand, could this be Ryan Day's last day? I could mean, be. Like, could be. Last game right. of the coach? Could be. Because after they're already three, hot. they already yeah, hot. Yeah, after three losses to Michigan, 
Yeah, they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be another thing to look for and, in that game. If he, the rope will get really short for him if he, he if he does get routed in this. No laying egg, Ryan Day. I like him myself. Yeah. But <laughs> All right, 8 o'clock uh, on the 29th is when that game will be. It'll be the late game. Let's move on to Saturday, December the 30th. Noontime, you got the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Going to be a lot of fun on this one. Uh, two top-ranked teams, number 10 Penn State, the Nittany Lions at 10-2, and two, taking on the Old Miss Rebels, also number 11 in the nation at 10-2. and two. My cousin wants me to go to this one, so I've never been a Penn State guy. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm certainly not that coach's team. I know we got a couple of girls in here that work that are from Pennsylvania that love their Nittany Lions, and uh, why not love when you got Elaine Kiffin on the other side? Yeah, I, I was gonna say Lane against James Franklin, and um, I'm I'm going with Lane in this. This one. is a I'm flip one, believe it or not. And I think yeah. defensively wins you games, and I'm gonna go with Franklin in the game. I mean. I, they don't have any – I don't see anybody in the portal from Penn State. I, I know defense, they're a really good football team, so I'm going to go with Penn State. I'm going to go against conference. And, so, it's 51% to 49, and I'm part of the 49%, Tom Carey. Are you with me or you – I'm with you. Right. I got the outline in blue for the Nittany Lions as well. well. We, 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 us against Stan. He probably there wins. But <laughs> SEC against the rest of them. All right. On December 30th, 2 o'clock, the Transperfect Music City Bowl. <laughs> Um, not going to get into the title that one, but we'll leave it alone. Auburn Tigers at six and six, taking on the seven and five Turpins of Maryland. Tulia is a kid I bet on a lot this year, and he's let me down. Yeah. Not a big coach, sorry, not a big coach of a fan of coach at Maryland, but am I a big coach of all, coach at Auburn now either? Yeah. No. Uh, like I said, seven five, six and six. I think Maryland's played well enough this year. They played Michigan really well and should have won that football game, and that one cost me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Turpins. I'm going to go with a Tua, a Tulia, excuse me, Tagbiola. I'm going with Auburn strictly because it's, it's going to be basically a home game for Auburn. Going to Nashville, they played in that stadium before plenty of times. And, you know. You know, Maryland has come close both against Ohio State and against Michigan. Um, they played those in some are big, big games. rivalry games yeah, and I, conference. And, and I, I think they're up to the challenge of this one um, against yeah. Auburn. I mean, seven five is a good record for Maryland when you do play it against the caliber teams you played in the Big Ten. So, all right. So but I a, think the Auburn defense will be the difference. This is going to be the one that's going to stun everybody here. Because I can already tell you. <laughs> All right, uh, so that game is at 2 o'clock on ABC. Here's the fun one. Um, I'm not sure if either of these teams really care to play in this bowl, but the Capital One Orange Bowl has a fun matchup as number five Florida State Seminoles at 13-0, taking on the 12-1 number six Georgia Bulldogs. Who you got? This is the Babies R Us and uh, Kleenex and the Cry Baby Bowl. I <laughs> Flip a coin. Which team's going to show up? I'm stunned. Is, is I'll Georgia going to show up in Florida State say we not we not even coming or is they're still trying to get into the top yeah. four? I'm yeah. stunned that Florida State loses four players today, knowing there's a game coming up this weekend, and that's what's surprising me. I think Norvell's a great football coach. Kirby's a good coach. I got to give him credit for what he's done for two years. Miss um, Carson Beck, they're twelve, you know, twelve one this year, and he lost his first game. They're the eighty five percent pick, but for Norvell, this is a game that. I think he wants. 
because he wants the best that there was out there before this whole deal started. Well, people remember how you finish. They do. So, and and I, I you know, I'm I'm still one of them guys. I'm not saying I'm out there with DeSantis and the rest of the crowd. I think this team get did get screwed out of playing for some. Uh, Texas is the one that put them out of it, not Alabama. But I'm gonna go to Florida State because I don't know about Carson Beck, and I don't know how the feelings are gonna be about him at quarterback. With, with his decision that probably he's already made. But they're a better football team in Georgia, don't get me wrong, but I just think Florida State's still got something to play for. I, I think, think that pride I think there. Georgia's just got too many, too much personnel. And here again, you know, this this is going to come down to which defense can score points. Here's a question. Can Travis play in this game yet? Has he been cleared? No. Has not been cleared as of yet, but he may be cleared by the time this game. Well, and that's comes what around. I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking about here because but even if he's cleared, his receivers have left. I mean, he's lost you know, a couple. Yeah, he, yeah, he, and I don't know. He's got three running backs. I, you know, that's why if Travis can play, I think they win this game. I really do. And then that's well, when people better really yeah. be glad that they got kicked out of it. <laughs> Give me Starks and the Georgia defense on this one. I, th- I just think uh, Florida State's going to have to run the ball in order to be effective, and the Bulldogs have proven that it's tough to run against them. So um, give me the dogs in this one. So you're the odd man out there. I am, man. I, like I said, I like, I'm like. i not a big Jordan Travis fan. He should have been in the Heisman, though. I think if they, they got left out because the quarterback couldn't play, he should have been in the Heisman at least. <laughs> I tell you what, right. a, what a player he is. That brings us to the fun one, uh, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Coming up Saturday, December 30th, 4.30 p.m. on uh, the uh, CW Network, or Barstool, if you want to call it that. Perfectly named <laughs> for this bowl game. Toledo Rockets, 11-2 on the season, taking on the Cowboys out of Wyoming at 8-4. Um, this, I don't know if it favors either of these teams. Both of these are, are northern schools. Toledo's a team that's been there all year. They played very well to start the year. They finished well. Have you followed Barstool Sports at all? I have not. You need to go to that site. It's it's an interesting site. Uh, it, it's based on what you think it is, and I mean so. But they do a lot of stuff with football, baseball, basketball. Uh, it's just a fun site to go to. But I'm going. I'm going with Toledo. I'm going. I'm going opposite. I'm going with the Cowboys. All right. I went with Toledo as well. So there you have it. Wyoming. That leads us to Monday, New Year's Day, 12 noon, as we've got the Real Equest Bowl that's going to have number 13, LSU, the Tigers at 9-3. and three. Heavy favorites uh, over the Wisconsin Badgers at 7-5. and five. Tough year for Luke Fickle. I think next year gets better. Yep. Got some good players coming in. you got the Heisman man coming in to play in this game. That's why I'm a little disappointed in LSU this year as a whole. I mean – Nine and three, and you have a Heisman Trophy winner on that team. That goes to show more so about a coach. And like I said, this isn't even close. It's ninety-five to five, Stan, picking yeah. in this thing. And yeah. I, I like Lou Fickle. It was the right hire for Wisconsin, but he's kind of got Wisconsin on the wrong rope. I think he's trying to turn into a passing team like Cincinnati. You had a powerhouse of linemen and running backs there. I think you got to go back to it when you play in the snow. Well, he'll worry about that next year. Oh, I don't want to say Brian Kelly, but I'm going to go with that Brian <laughs> Kelly in that LSU. You see the number, though. I'm going to say that's I'd the reason. That's the reason yeah. I'm going with him at yeah. 13. Um, I agree, LSU. <laughs> and uh, Nobody's been able to stop Jaden all year, so I don't, they won't. I don't see yeah. Wisconsin doing All right. So that will be on ESPN2 is where you'll get to see that game. Um, One o'clock game on New Year's Day, the uh, Verbo Festiva Bowl. Uh, number eight, Oregon Ducks at 11-2, taking on uh, Jamie's uh, Flames from Liberty, number 23 in the nation, 13-0 13 13 and and as of right now. However, they are the heavy, 
heavy underdogs, I think mainly because uh, of who the Orange Ducks are and uh, for the possibility this this may be Liberty's – they may be in a little, uh, you know, starstruck going into this game. You know, I'll give Jamie Chavell a lot of credit, man. He's done a really good job since he took over for Hugh Freeze. He didn't leave him in a bad shape at all. Mm-mm. And all he did was went in and picked it up. I do, however, see that right there, that O. And, I mean, I would rather have been like a USC-UCLA-type game because I probably would have gone with the undefeated team because we talk about Florida State. These boys got left out too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they somewhat were disrespected. And I, I'm a little stunned at this 93%. To 7%, I'm a little stunned by that because I figured there would be more people that would say, hey, they're 23rd, they're 13-0, and and they're playing for pride and they're playing for their team. Yep. And they don't have anybody in the portal either. But I, I'm not going against my team yeah. from Oregon. So, I mean. What color of uniforms do the Ducks wear in this? <laughs> you, know, you know, well, I look at Liberty. as They're red, blue, and white, mm-hmm. red, white, and blue. I mean, you can see – I'm not really big on the yellow like I wear the yellow and the black hats. and That's what I think you see, though. Yep. And I think you see a really good matchup with, with, with um, Bo Nix and then the quarterback from Liberty. I think that's a really a matchup you better watch. And then defensively for Liberty, they played some really tough teams this year, and they played them well, and they are deserving to be 13-0. and so, and really, like I said, I, that might be the game that surprises me the most. I'd come in here crying with my duck feathers on, but it <laughs> well, could happen. The thing about Liberty has played in bowl games before. I think they played in mm-hmm. one last year. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot, probably a little more attention due to the fact that they are playing the Ducks. <laughs> and, uh, wank, wank. you know, it's a, a big game. But, uh, you know. At some point in time, we got to have that that Boise State step up, and this just may be the game. Yeah, I mean, where Liberty just—it may come down to the last series of the game. Don't say field goal, please. Know? And <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, and you know, I still remember Boise State running that Statue of Liberty beat Oklahoma. I, you won't forget and, that. And uh, you know that. I think Liberty's just that Cinderella team this year that's got the glass slipper, and uh, let's just hope they can keep it intact. All right. So, 1 o'clock on New Year's Day, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Um, number 21, Tennessee, the Volunteers 8-4, and four, taking on the Hawkeyes of Iowa, number 17, who are 10-3. and three. Who you got? You can't spell citrus without that's he. <laughs> I figured that one out. You said it. So. Um, here's the deal. Uh, Tennessee scored uh, 70. Iowa can't score two. Yeah. They, if they do, it defensively has to put some safety up there. I mean, I, I got to go Tennessee in this game. I'm, I'm going to. Not a whole lot of right. philosophy behind it. They, I don't think it's. Iowa can't score. That's no, their problem. Iowa, but Iowa's got a defense. defense Give it to me. I'm stop. going Hawkeyes on this one. I, I like what no, you did no, there because, yeah. you know, you know, parents and fired the son. He said, you're out of the off in the corner, go home to mama. <laughs> Mama's already told him to get a hotel room. You're not coming home until you fire him back. And he said, I'm going to <laughs> So I do like the fact that you're right. I just know Tennessee, you know, I'm not a big Milton fan, but they can score points. Uh, and like I said, Mr. Dutch work, he does a lot. And so, like I said, give me Tennessee in the game. All right. Um, uh, five o'clock on New Year's uh, Day, you've got the CFP semifinals at the Rose Bowl. 
Um, this will be uh, presented by Prudential of all people as number one Michigan Wolverines undefeated taking on the 12 and one number four Crimson Tide of Alabama. You flipped your coin on this one too because everybody else did too. It's 51 to 49 percent. And again, I'm gonna stun you here. Um, Alabama deserves to be where they're at. Still not middle row. I know Michigan put points on the board. Now they. The level of competition is Big Ten, SEC. I hear it all the time. I'm not a Michigan guy. I'm not a Harbaugh guy, but I think this is the year they get it done in one game. Not saying they win it. I'm saying I think they can beat Alabama. I, I mean, I and like I said, I, I'm not a Michigan guy. I don't like Harbaugh. I've been against him all year, but I, I understand that that Saban has or Satan, as they call him now. I agree with that one. Um, has a defense. I just don't know. I figure Michigan probably put 31 on the board. I don't know that Alabama can. Michigan defense is pretty solid, too. It's just level of competition. That's yeah. where Stan's going to go yeah. with it. So, I, mean, I can't argue and with Stan and on that, it. That's, and we've been saying it all along this year. Uh, after Alabama lost the second game of the season, they just kind of fell off everybody's radar. Nobody talked about them. Which is but good for what, them. But what did Saban do? He just went to work. He got the kids believing in themselves. And – and they've gotten better every game. And you're giving him over a month <laughs> to prepare for one team. You saw Harbaugh's face. He don't want to play. Hey, no, he don't want to play. He don't want He knows what he's going to face. Well, to me, it comes down to coaching. He knows he's gotten got outcoached every time he's gotten yep. into the college football playoffs yep. and twice and by this things, team. And the same thing's going to happen this year. He's going to be outcoached. Um, I'm okay Playing with in the big. big Ten, he can he can outplay. He can have better players than everybody in the conference except for o, o, Ohio. But uh, you know, and he's gotten lucky. I mean, what he won this year by seven. So I mean, that was with Ohio State to get. This is what you get. Mm-hmm. Now you get you get to go play Alabama and. All right, so that's going to be on ESPN as well, 5 o'clock on New Year's Day. Oh, let me get my pick in real quick. I, uh, in I thought you said you went with Michigan. I, I, just, you I did. <laughs> I'm going no, I'm going with Michigan because I'm going to tell you another reason. All I can think about with Alabama is Auburn game. They should have lost that game. Yeah. It, Auburn gave them that game. Alabama didn't come back and win that game. Auburn gave them that game. And that's the kind of t- – that can't happen in a game like this. And that's what I said. It's got to be best-case scenario. And I think that's what it will take for Michigan to win. It'll be best case scenario. They went on whatever, a field goal or safety, I don't know. Something crazy. It's gonna be chaotic for them to win. And I get it. I don't like Michigan. That's a hard <laughs> pick for me. It really is. And my dad rolled in his grave and tore oh, it. Yeah, everybody is. Um, uh, then they got the last game uh, prior to the championship, the semifinal in the CFP All-State Sugar Bowl. Number two, Washington Huskies at 13-0, taking on the number three Longhorns of Texas at 12-1. and Who you got? I'm definitely going with Willie's team. Mike Penix, I, they're the real deal. And, and it's a, they're getting second-year coach at Washington. I looked down my portal list. Everybody else, I don't see anybody from here. Texas had a bunch of them on here too, though, but – and that would be the question. Quinn Ewers played the best game of his life the other week, and they won. They got into what they had to do. Good defensive team. I just don't know. Can Texas put 50 on the board? I think offensively, I, I don't I don't think Texas can stop Penix Jr. and O'Doos. And O'Doos has done this. The wide receiver has done it with an injury to his spleen. 
<laughs> so now NCAA's on him about playing. <laughs> you should have told somebody. This could have killed you. And he's like, I'm playing again, and it'll be on that date. Well, this so. this game to me comes down. This is two teams that haven't played in the big game, quote, unquote. Uh, Sarkeesian, under Saban at Alabama, has coached in the big game. He knows what it's, uh, the atmosphere is going to be like leading up to it, what it's going to be like during it. Uh, Washington Hatton. And I'm going to give the edge to Texas. Oh, yeah. He's over 55 with you and 45 to me. So I, hey. Yeah, I'm going with the Huskies in this one as well. They just, to me, they're they're the Cinderella team out of and, all these four teams. So. Uh, they are. They are. And uh, would like to see them win it. But uh, it's going to be a tough go for them. All right, then that leads us to the last one overall, the You're uh, looking at it too. national championship <laughs> game. You got uh, the Michigan-Alabama winner versus the Washington-Texas winner. <laughs> and the, the, as far as the pick go as of right now, everybody's saying whoever wins Michigan-Alabama wins the title. I'm going I the other way. So I'm going the other way because I, I if, so if Michigan too. does win, I don't know that they can beat Washington. I don't know you can score points for Washington. So, like I said, defensively, this Michigan team is pretty good defensively. And like I said, offensively, they do what they got to do in the, in the Big 12. But I'd probably go with the – matter of fact, I'm going to go with the 33 right here. i got to save it when I'm done. Because <laughs> I don't – I am not going to pull for Michigan to win this thing. If they were to beat Alabama, I'm not pulling for them to win it. I'm just – I just well, don't like Howard Ball. I, I think this is going to be Alabama all the way through. They're, they're going to end up playing Texas. They believe and, you, Stan. And, they uh, believe you. And, and – uh, <laughs> And, and that's going to be a revenge game, and Saban's going to come back and show that little protege of his. <laughs> you might have, you got me one time, you're not getting me again. And, right. uh, Country wants to see it too, 77 yeah. 23. So yeah. there would stand on that one. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess the final thing I got is how many points are going to be scored in the national championship game? I got 83. Gosh, I'm playing defense. I got 52. I'm thinking I'm, I'm, think I'm more along the lines of you. I, I think it's going to be uh, a lower-scoring ball game. It, it's going to be that 28, uh, you know, 24 ball game. And the reason I said that, if you it's know. Washington, Texas, I think Texas gets routed in this game. <laughs> if it's Washington. <laughs> they may score 52 themselves, being the Huskies. But, like I said, I don't – let's see. Yeah, they went the other way, too. They went the other way. They went 77% yeah. with Bama or Michigan, one of the two. So. All right. That was fun, man. That yeah. was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I say you still got to go in there and get with us on the other page on the ESPN app. <laughs> we'll add you all into it. B-Rad's in the house. He's got the coldest beer in town ready to go for you. Come on by and see him uh, tonight and tomorrow as well. Stop on by and see Howard and his staff for lunch and breakfast tomorrow and Saturday morning right here at Howard's on Main. Hey, let's not forget something. B-Rad went to, I think, that cup. Soccer Cup that Clemson won the other night. I think he went to that, yeah. Yeah, congrats to the Tigers, So, congrats by to the, the Tigers yeah. again. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, B-Rod's doing his Lakeland sports guy's duty by going to these games. And uh, so, like I said, can't forget to give your Tigers another championship, Tom Carroll. Number four in soccer, by the way. <laughs> so, are you, are you now a soccer school? Yeah. I guess we are. I think yeah, you are. They got more than that championships <laughs> in the football team. So, there you go. Soccer start, school. Start putting all soccer your money school. over to the soccer players. There we go. All right. Come on by. Glad to have you with us. Stan Spivey, the coach. Chris Cox, I'm Tom Kerr. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great weekend.